Welcome to the Melanin Private Practice Group Podcast with your host, Jay Lynn. In this podcast, we focus on providing helpful information to new and existing mental health practitioners interested in starting a private practice and or those who are currently in it but just need a little bit of help. If you are ready to receive this word, let's dive in. Here we go. Hey, 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 y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Melanin Private Practice Group Podcast. I am your host, Jaylin, and I am super excited to be delivering this message to y'all today. So today we're talking about what is mental health awareness? Now, I know there are many people who believe that mental health awareness is one's responsibility for taking heed to how they show up, being self-aware, being self-accountable, doing the things they need to do to keep themselves in a perfect peace. But I want to challenge that notion just a little bit. I'm not going to go too far left, I promise. (laughs) Mental health awareness is not just about the individual taking stock in how they show up. It's also about the everyday business leader, the leaders of healthcare and every other industry, how we show up and how we make decisions and how we foster the barriers that people experience. We can't tell someone to be self-aware and to take care of themselves in an environment that we allow to be disruptive. I saw a lot of companies over the last few days release statements of mental health awareness and give amazing advice on how people could take care of themselves, but I didn't see not one post of a company talk about how they're improving mental health and access to mental health, how they're changing a work culture that has been toxic for years, where they've taken reviews that people have left and decided that they were going to change the way they led or got rid of people that didn't agree with the changes of how to lead or fostered mental health days and how they're prioritizing their employees' mental health or created a stipend program or even created a mental health day where people could come and meet new therapists, have a whole fair, meet new therapists and companies that were accepting new patients Or develop a partnership with therapists to come in and offer services. Although it's with an external office and they can continue with that office thereafter. Creating space where they don't have to leave work. They can go have a session right then and there at the office building. In private. I I don't hear these things but... What I do hear is people being educated on what it is without giving 
the resources or without giving the actionable steps to get rid of the very thing that's disrupting them. So I'm challenging companies and leaders across every industry to start thinking about how we can mean what we say and reflect that in our everyday decisions. How much stress is going to come with a new project that you're trying to deliver? In your timing for executing this project, do you also incorporate wellness breaks? We're not talking about the the 15 minutes that you get before you take your lunch and the 15 minutes after or the full one one hour lunch (laughs) right we're not talking about that we're talking about time to breathe you know as well as I know that when it comes to working on a project that if you are so stressed out you can't think your creative juices become very still so you have to take a break in order to be able to function and allow those creative juices to just flow through you. Do you add that into the project time? Little things, little steps that can be incorporated to plan for so people like managers who who don't know how to lead or motivate their teams to do the work. They have to use fear and threats and even microaggressive communication styles to get people to do what they want them to do. Instead of incorporating that, you've added the rest time that's needed in order for people to truly function. Because guess what? We're not robots. (laughs) You do, when you get stuck, need to time out of a project. So those are things that you can incorporate. If I didn't already say it, mental health days. Mental health days are also things that can be incorporated in being actionable. Making sure you're encouraging people to take mental health days. Encouraging them to take their vacation. Encouraging them to take their six days. Not six days, but sick days. It's all it's all a part of your action plan to foster a wellness environment. You know, when I get clients into my organization, oftentimes the client has an idea of where they would like to be, where they desire to be. But there's two main issues that that surfaces during the assessment. A, I hear a lot of doubt and a lot of fear. And B, their decisions are often made based off the fear. So I have to give them the information and the tools necessary in order for them to make a decision that they're confident in. And sometimes it requires taking them through a gap analysis, not just the the analysis of where they want to be and where they desire to be, but where they are mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. 
Are you coming into this business because you hit financial strain? And because you hit financial strain, you're trying to get yourself out? And thus, you're making unreasonable and unrational decisions because you're afraid that if you don't get this business up and running like right now, you're going to fail and your family's at risk of losing a house. These are real situations that come up. Or maybe you're worried about... You know, not 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 being successful, starting and then failing, hitting that decline phase of business. And if that's the point, then if that's where you're at, we need to look at your entire market research. We need to look at your messaging. We need to look at everything. We can't just have a consultation where they pay our hourly rate for them to talk about their problems and then we don't address the problem at hand. At that point, they've just paid to dump their problems. They didn't pay for a resolution. So while we put messages out that encourage people to be aware, we also need to put messages out that remind people that in order for people to get what they need, we have to take them from where they are to where they desire to be. And sometimes it requires going above and beyond. Sometimes it requires a partnership. Sometimes it requires relationship. Sometimes it requires changing the way that we make decisions. For example, when the pandemic happened and mental health providers didn't get paid what they were worth and their payments stopped entirely, a lot of providers turned around and left insurance panels They created their own rates and they refused to see patients who couldn't pay their rates. Most did, not all, most. And they also refused to go back to the insurance panels. Most, not all. Then you saw, and and this is crazy because you had a high demand, a high need for mental health services. But then you saw a decline. And that decline represented the amount of people who wanted therapy but couldn't access therapy because of the cost. And so as therapists were getting through their clients and they were seeing these clients and they were creating able to create access for the ideal client at some point it came to a halt there was a point in their business where they weren't receiving consistent referrals because they had gotten through all the people who could afford it and now they're in dry months 
let's say from January until now, they've been in a dry month. They've maybe had one or two clients, but it wasn't at the consistent flow that they were used to. So now they're stressed out trying to think, how do I find my clients? Instead of partnering with an organization like, I'll just name a really big tech company that gave away money to create a a funding source for practices so that people who couldn't afford it, couldn't afford the full rate, could pay a portion and that funding source would be the other portion that got that got the provider paid, which also created data so that they could go out and they could target bigger grants and bigger contracts to ensure that they had money, but also created access for quality mental health services. We didn't see that, at least not consistently. No, the demand just dropped and the supply of providers became higher than the demand of those who were willing or able to receive counseling. Then you have situations where like today I was on a webinar and a parent talked about her experience with her child's mental health and how that experience led to a need to seek access for her child. And the things that they went through from the time in which the child started displaying changes in their behavior up until now, they still have not been properly serviced. Do you know what it was like to listen to this mother cry out for help? Now imagine, she works in the field. She's hip to the things that happen and she's able to advocate for her family on a different level. But what about the person who doesn't work in healthcare, who's never worked in healthcare? who doesn't have advocates like you and me and this mother. What about them who are bleeding out every day, who are are trying to change, trying to get help, but they don't get access? What does it say when you don't have a system in place that acknowledges the person's inquiry and lets them know, hey, we've received your form Right now, we have a wait list of 25 and then follows up every time somebody gets off the list or every time somebody um, moves forward, you don't have an updated system reminding them, letting them know, hey, we still thinking about you. We still we're still checking on you, just letting you know that that we're here and we're working diligently to get you in. Do you know that small reminders make a difference? Little acknowledgements. We know you're waiting. No, you just don't call them back. Do you know what that says to a person who's dying to save their loved one? You need a system in place that is going to keep people informed. Think of the hospitals. A lot of hospitals, a lot of ER departments have a check-in process. And if you don't want to wait at the ER 
to be seen, you can check in from home and 15 minutes before you are supposed to come, they send you a little reminder. Now for those parents or those individuals who live further away from the hospital, they're more likely to start driving ahead of time and getting closer just in case they get that little ping, right? (laughs) But the point is they have a system that people can rely on to keep them updated and informed. Do you call your patients on the wait list once a month to check in on them and to see how they're doing and to offer, you know, just kind of like a fi- another 15 minute consultation to just say, okay, yep, I, I completely understand you. Just wanted to check and see if your status has changed. We will be with you as soon as possible. Do you do that? Again, that's opportunity for you to learn about barriers that they're experiencing. Hey, yeah, you know, no, things haven't changed. They've gotten for the worst. I'm about to lose my health. I'm I'm losing my mind. Do you have any resources? And if you're building a network, if you are being intentional about cultivating relationships, then you know that you can call Sally Mae over here on your right. Yeah, I said Sally Mae. You can call Sally Mae over here on your right and let them know, hey, I have this patient. I remember at that last networking social, you said you were looking for more patients. I think she might be up your alley in terms of the type of patient you want to work for or want to work with. Plus, she's going to need access to housing. And I know that you have a partnership with XYZ nonprofit. So I think she might be a good fit. These are ways that you can remove the barrier. Now, in that kind of instance, that doesn't generate revenue, but you know what it does? It generates relationship. So the next time that Sally makes it's a patient and they're overbooked and they know that you have an opening, they're going to send a patient over to you. How many of you make dates with primary care doctors? I'm just curious. Not asking you to speed date them, right? I'm asking you, To get in front of the people who have the referrals. I remember during the pandemic when I was looking for a mental health provider. And mind you, hello, I'm in the mental health field. I have access to all the directories. I can, well, not every single directory, but I think y'all know what I meant. I I know what to do. I can find a therapist. But you know what I did? I still went to my doctor and I still said, hey, do you know of any openings? Do you have a resource? And you know, she had three. All because I asked. But those three were because she was intentional about building relationships with people outside of the immediate network for that doctor's office. She was intentional about learning about other doctors who and other therapists who could see patients immediately in the event a patient asked. I remember another time that an urgent care doctor asked me, did I need mental health services? That she has three providers that she can refer today. And she was very intentional about how she asked, how's your mental health? Mm, You know, I'm not doing good today. Oh, really? Tell me, what's going on? Well, (laughs) I'm stressed out. (laughs) I got these clients. No, sir. (laughs) 
I'm stressed out. <laughs> well, what can I do to help? Do you need help finding a therapist? Yes. You know, that's been sort of a struggle. Everybody's busy. They don't take my insurance. Okay, well, I have three that I can recommend. Do you want my three contacts? They, they're open and they're culturally competent. And they, I think, based off what you've described, I, I can refer at least two out of the three. I'll give you the third one just in case, but I know for sure they can address your problems. All because she took the time to cultivate relationships. So now I had two separate referrals to two separate therapists. And I have to tell you, my therapist is amazing. But that's because she was intentional about making sure she armed herself with resources and information to remove the barrier that would cause health problems down the line. Again, I ask you, how are you showing up? What resources do you have? What partnerships are you cultivating? What programs are you going after that can get you funding so that you can create access? I want to land with this. Right now I'm working on an initiative. We have a program called the Clapback Program. Community leaders achieving progress with better access to, consult- to consultants' knowledge. And I realized that everybody doesn't want free. Everybody's not looking for free. And in fact, for some reason, free is looked at as the enemy. (laughs) Think of enemy of the state, the movie. (laughs) If you got a free product, we don't want it. Uh, It's a little sketchy. I don't know, right? So I decided to shift it. It's free for you, but I get paid. (laughs) I get paid from corporations who sponsor the program that give you the access that you need into the consulting service. Hello? (laughs) That's how we're able to offer it for free. Because... Somebody else sees the value and the potential of eliminating the barrier. So it gives us the opportunity to still do what we do, what we love to do, and still get paid for what we do. How are you showing up? How are you removing the barrier? How are you being strategic in this season? How are you being innovative? And how is it getting you a return? And if you cannot answer those questions, we need to talk. Because those are questions that you should be asking yourself when you're assessing the market and the market changes every quarter. And if you don't know what's happening around you that it can potentially affect your business, that's a problem. I lied. I'm going to give you one more example. Y'all remember... This war that we're in with Russia and Ukraine, right? And all of these people thought that, well, that's over there. This has nothing to do with us. Whereas half of these large corporations have businesses in Russia and Ukraine, okay, and Europe, (laughs) and our gas comes from over there, right? Okay. (laughs) 
So many people thought this is not going to affect me until supply chains of materials started to have an impact. Car parts started to have an impact. You can't get to work. That means more money you're spending in lifts and Ubers because your car is still in the dealership waiting to get fixed, waiting for parts to come over here. Hello? <laughs> Y'all gonna act brand new today, okay? Let me say it differently. What happened across seas affected us here. It, it affected us in so many different ways. From gas prices all the way down to getting paper sent. Manufacturing companies delayed. Shipping companies delayed. You need to be aware of what's happening and how it affects us. Because when you're not aware, when you're not paying attention, when you don't, respond proactively you put your business in jeopardy all the people who got laid off who were american citizens that affected you that affected their ability to pay you hello okay i'm done getting on y'all today (laughs) i'm done i'm done i'm done but i will encourage you to think about how you are going to be aware of how our actions, our decisions affect other people's mental health. How the way you communicate affects their mental health. Thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode. Hey, I just want to let everybody know that right now, We have a special promotion for springtime now until May 27th at 11.59 p.m. If you go in and you book an initial consultation, you will get 25% off if you use code SPRING23. Again, SPRING23. So I encourage you, if it's something that you want to take seriously, you you want to change, you want to get your business operations in a position where you can start taking on programs and projects and get funding from outside sources. We have an amazing person that we can refer you to for that funding piece. I recommend Coach Gene Austin all day, every day, okay? We encourage you to do that. We encourage you to sign up today so we can see what's going on in your business and better understand your business needs and help you make effective decisions that positively impact our communities. All right. So again, thank y'all for tuning in and we will see y'all next week. Bye. Well, friends, that's our time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. This podcast is sponsored by JLW Medical Management Consulting. We are now accepting applications for the patient referral program and the 90-day private practice boot camp. If you would like to learn more, please visit us online at www.jlwmedicalmh.com. We look forward to seeing you next time.